This is M.I.P. With Masamela Mafumo. Mark Thompson. Get woke. Folks, you know that whenever I have the opportunity to chat with our friend, the Reverend Mark Thompson, host of Make It Plain, uh, I am always thrilled because we get to get in real deep about what it is that we think that the Democratic Party is going to do. Uh, we're making the March 50 some odd days to midterms. Mark, first, sir, how are you doing? How have you been? I'm good. I'm good. How about you? You know, I've been hanging in there. I've been hanging in there. You know, I had my first bout of COVID uh, after two yeah. years, two years of dodging it, uh, two years of Goodness. doing the, the, my damnedest and the best that I could do. Um, but thank God my symptoms were mild. Uh, I got over it. Um, and now I feel partially invincible, I guess, for the next, uh, <laughs> for the next 60 days. Um, I want to talk well, to glad, you. Glad, glad it wasn't so severe. Yeah. I mean, you know, all I kept thinking to myself and all I kept saying was, thank God for doctors. Thank God for the vaccine. You know, it's kind of crazy to think that you have something inside of you that has killed over a million people. Right. Um, and so that was kind of like it's a it's a weird it's a weird feeling. It was a it was a jarring feeling. But, you know, I, I'm grateful for science uh, and the fact that, you know, it felt like to me a bad allergy attack or, you know, or a, a cold. But I, I want to talk to you about what we have seen, I guess, your reflections first on the Biden administration summer. Um, on the several wins that this administration has had, you and I have talked about this before, that this administration was not uh, until recently moving with the sense of urgency, having the conversations that they needed to have. And so what are your reflections on this past summer? And also, more importantly, uh, President Biden's speech uh, with regard to the soul of the nation? Well, I thought the speech was actually pretty progressive for him. I, I even wondered whether or not you had helped to write the speech, <laughs> you know, because uh, it, it was something that was necessary. He was he was strong. Um, but, you know, I, I think that he was preaching to the choir, um, although. Hillary lost by about 100,000 votes spread across three states. That's not a lot of people. So if his soul of the nation speech, if the January 6th investigation, if the current DOJ investigation about classified documents, if those can touch that handful of just those 100,000 people, mm -hmm. that can make a difference in an election. You know, I've been talking to guests and one of the arguments has been, oh, you know, people aren't going to change. People's minds are made up. And that may be true, but there, I think there's obviously always going to be a small percentage of people whose minds are going to change and who are going to be impacted. And we're seeing it already. Biden's approval numbers are going up. Yep. So that is having an effect. And I don't think that's just from the solar. The solar nation speech was cool, but that wasn't everything. I mean, we've been seeing the other things that have been taking place um, in in the past few weeks. Um, you know, inflation is still there, but it's it's coming down. Uh, gas prices are coming down. All of these things are 
having an impact. And so I, I think the speech was good. I think some other things that have been happening are good. But I think the best, the thing that has been helping us um, more than anything else has been the Republican response. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. The Dobbs decision has hurt them. You see Republican candidates scrubbing their support for the Dobbs decision, which reversed Roe. Mm -hmm. scrubbing their support off of their websites. And then Lindsey Graham, I was wondering if you called him. Come on. And that was a gift. You're going to, this, at this hour, suggest a federal ban on abortion. So, so this, is, this is happening. Uh, and I think that that's having an impact on that critical demographic. Unfortunately, Black voters, Black women voters, aren't always alone the deciding factor in elections. In 2016, it was suburban college-educated white women. And I think that some of them are getting it. And, and if they don't, there really is no hope. We're going to find out what this country is made of. You've lost, women have lost privacy, women have lost bodily autonomy, and there's more to come. And the only way to combat that is through with and through women voting uh, in their best interest, all women's best interest, not in the interest of anybody else, not in the interest of privileged white men, but in terms of restoring women's bodily autonomy. And I think that that happens. I think we're in good shape. You know, here's the thing that concerns me uh, with regard to Lindsey Graham, right, and, and the Senate Republicans, which is that it is clear to me, I mean, everyone, you know, has said, well, read the room. Clearly, Republicans are not reading the room right now. You had the, the pushback in Kansas. You had the pushback in South Carolina. You had pushback, um, you know, in, in a number of states that we thought would be slam dunks, that they thought would be slam dunks for their right. anti-abortion legislation. But my thing, Mark, is that they're not concerned because they're not trying to win anybody's votes, right? Like, they are so underhanded in their maneuvering that they know that they don't have to win these people's votes. They're about stealing elections or calling right. fraud. And so my right. concern with Lindsey Graham is not so much that he isn't reading the room, but that there's another strategy and plan that is right. in place, right? right. Which right. is right. like, we, we are going to introduce this so that it's on the record and on the books. And then when the Senate flips over to... Republican, which may not be in this midterm because their candidates are trash, but it will be at some point that here it is, you know, on a silver platter, ready to go, their national abortion ban. So I want to get your thoughts on the fact that Republicans for the last several decades haven't been trying to win anybody's votes. They haven't been trying to broaden yeah. their tent. And so how do you battle against folks who are not interested in you in any which way. I mean, we saw what they did in Georgia, which is basically saying that, you know, the, the state legislature can overturn the will of the people because they want to. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Um, and I wonder that too. What does Lindsey Graham know that we don't know? But, <laughs> you know, it's interesting, even Mitch McConnell didn't embrace what Lindsey Graham did. Uh, but you're right. There's a level of suppression. Um, I've spoken with the Legal Defense Fund. 
There are a lot of fights and battles underway to prevent suppression, but the biggest defeat of suppression is turnout. I think Lindsay and others are probably still banking on us not turning out, on our constituencies having a low turnout, which is typical for the midterms, frankly. That's the history of the midterms. So then the question becomes, what will um, what will happen? But I, I think there's going to be turning. I think young women are registering in record numbers. People are going to turn out because they are seeing, you know, we were chicken little. We kept saying the sky is falling in terms of Roe and nobody believed it. Now they believe. And, and Hillary Clinton was the biggest chicken little of all. And yep. nobody wanted to hear that. And, and they turned her out. And she was right. And all of us who were saying this was going to happen were right. We, people just could not believe that this would happen. And it, in fact, has happened. So you're right. I, I think they do have some tricks up their sleeve. We know we have a Supreme Court case upcoming that will potentially empower the state legislatures to do even more to undermine um, federal elections and put that in the power of these gerrymandered state legislatures. We've got to fight against that. That's why you know, a lot of us voted for Barack Obama. We thought that was the only thing we needed to vote for. Mm-hmm. But we got to get back in the habit. If, we're ever, if we ever were in the habit, we've got to get back in the habit of electing, rather voting at the state level. Because look at, look at Roe. Uh, even McConnell said in reaction to Lindsey Graham, Oh, this one is the man in the states. We need to commit to the states. And, <laughs> and even he said that. So, folks, voting in these state elections is very, very important. Um, and and this is this is where the rubber hits the road. You know, I I, I want to talk for a minute too. Um, speaking of these Republicans, a couple of weeks ago, it didn't make mainstream news, but a couple of weeks ago. 38,000 names of the members of the Oath Keepers were leaked. The Anti-Defamation League had them, has them up on their website. It was filled with, if I am remembering correctly, Mark, 370 active law enforcement, including sheriffs, 100 active military personnel, 80 either current or running for public office officials that were on this list. This, to me, was a big deal, Mm -hmm. right? Because the Oath Keepers, the leaders of the Oath Keepers, are being held on sedition by the Department of Justice for their involvement and their strategy and planning on January 6th. How is it that the media doesn't pick up on this as if we didn't just rip off the hoods of the KKK? This is the reason why in that they would march down the streets, that they would wear this garb so that people would know that they were active police officers and judges and teachers and doctors. Right, right, right. Well, uh, because the queen. Do uh, I care about that queen? <laughs> I mean, that's that's the priority right now. And uh, I get it. This is the transition of probably one of the most powerful images and icons in 
white supremacy for seven decades. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but but I want to I want to qualify that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The most seductive and distracting image when it comes to white supremacy. Mm-hmm. All right, because she she's she's a woman and she's the low lady. Everybody wants to tackle the low lady. I get it. Um, and they know this might be a wrap because even in Britain, folks ain't feeling King Charles and definitely aren't feeling Queen Camilla. Mm. So if there ever were an opportunity, all these things are related. I'll tie this up in a minute, folks. If there were ever an opportunity to abolish the monarchy, it is right now. In fact, I, I you know, I, I think it would have been in, in Elizabeth's and everyone's historical interest if she had declared that the monarchy would be abolished upon her passing, upon her yep. death. Um, what, what, it, but what purpose does it serve? What, it's not, um, it doesn't really have any real power. It is symbolic. It is an upholding of a fairy tale white privilege. Which is frankly damaging to us all, because y'all ain't by now. If y'all haven't figured it out, you know uh, there's no, there are no Prince Charmings, there is no Cinderella, no Sleeping Beauty. Come on, you know most heads of households are women. Y'all still run around looking for Prince Charming. That, that's that's gone. <laughs> Prince Prince Charming is is the major breadwinner. The major breadwinner in most households is is a woman these days, and women are under attack. Um. The Handmaid's Tale is the fiction that has come to life. Not Cinderella, not Beauty and the Beast, not Rapunzel. But we still caught up in castles and whatnot. Um, not only are those Oath Keepers' faces not revealed to the extent that they should be, mm-hmm. but what also is not being revealed for the sake of white supremacy is how many countries mm. are wanting to remove, now that she's gone, Britain as the head of state. Yep. I had the Jamaicans on my show. Like, what, yep. what kind of image are you giving young black girls in Jamaica when they, they exchange currency and money and it's got a white woman on? Right? We are at the dawn of a new age. They are fighting the Little Mermaid. They don't want the sister. They, she's under attack. We can't even have a black Little Mermaid. This is, this is what, we're, what we're up against. And unfortunately... There are those in the mainstream media who, again, want to err on the side of not appearing too liberal or too woke. They are they have rabbit ears for their charge. Liberal media. There's no it's not liberal. No, it is not. We see we see what's happening with CNN. Right. right. You see you see you see what uh, who what what, what's happening with Politico. Right. You see these extreme right wing uh, billionaires that are trading on. The education of the public as if they are playing games of monopoly. Right, right, right. right. It's so, insane. So, so I, I you know, I, I, I'm happy that you brought up the monarch because I will tell you that I did multiple videos uh, that I have done as of late because I am just outdone. I'm outdone with the coverage in the United States as if every cable network is BBC. I understand the consistent coverage in the areas that are part of the quote-unquote commonwealth. By all means, go off. But if, I'm, if my memory serves me correct, 
Them pilgrims came here because they were fleeing the monarch, right? They bastardized indigenous populations and the Native Americans here because they were fleeing. That's right. And decided that they did not want to pay those taxes. They, I believe that there was an entire war, right, with regard to the separation from the United Kingdom. So I'm confused at the consistent pageantry, celebrity, and white supremacy that's celebrated here that isn't even placed into context. Because I said that even in her death, there was an opportunity, and there is an opportunity, to talk about genocide, to talk about what sovereignty actually looks like, right? To talk about the fact that their wealth, their billions and billions of dollars is stolen, it is theft, and there is an opportunity. Even these people that say, oh, they don't have any power. A microphone is power. Calling people to sit, to have conversation is power. None of which she had done. Except, no, right. to sit with, except to sit with crown jewels on her head that are stolen from India, from African nations, right? Over, over centuries. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, it, 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 the coverage, though, let's be honest, the, the mainstream media is as insensitive and racist and non-liberal uh, as it is frugal. Okay, mm -hmm. putting that focus on Britain during this period of mourning don't cost you much money, <laughs> you know, because because no, really, because that's not plane tickets you're buying for reporters to go other parts of the country. That's not other money you're spending to do stand up cameras in locations. You just plug into that BBC or that Sky News feed or the Royal Family Channel feed and you good. You know, that that's that's the gift that keeps on giving. It's like. You know, law and order ain't on TV all the time, y'all, because it's expensive. It's cheap. That's a cheap thing to produce. And so that's what networks do. So, yeah, we ain't got to spend a whole lot of money. We can just plug into this feed, let this run for 10 days. I want everybody to be clear about that. So mm -hmm. they're, getting, they're getting the imagery and they're, you know, saving a few dollars. And they know people are caught up in the pageantry. No, the Blitz got it. They, they, they know how to lay somebody out now. All the pomp and circumstance. It's fascinating to watch. I'll be honest with you. I never seen a Jaguar hearse. All right. And so I was like, whoa, mother got a Jaguar hearse. So y'all, Danielle was my time. Y'all give me a Jaguar hearse. <laughs> y'all seen that Jaguar hearse? That make you look at it all his own. I just go and look at that if you don't do nothing else. So they know how to lay it out. And that's the distraction from reality, the distraction into fantasy. And for the, the media in this country, as well as around the world, it's 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 cheap. You know, uh, it gives everybody a little kind of a paid vacation. Well, you know, I ain't got to be in these streets covering nothing that's going on over here. I can take a little break. I can get a little breather. Um, but but you're, but I, you're, I, you're so right, though, Mark, about the distraction, <laughs> though, right. because all of this, this is what it is. Right. Because that's what celebrity is. You steal other people's generational wealth. And then you make up you make them worship your royalty. Yeah, you make yeah. them worth worship your your bloodline. And and it is you know in a white supremacist system we all live in utter contradictions every day. Even those of us who are black, like folk come on with us and they super black, but when they at work they don't do nothing. 
right? It, it, when there's racism happening right in their in their own jobs. And it's the same with everyone else. Um, women, progressive women, voted for a man that talked about grabbing the pussy. That's a contradiction. So now people are worshiping a woman who oversaw. Mm. And it's, really, it's, uh, it's as sinister as what her ancestors did. Those who colonized Africa, all right? Mm-hmm. Her ancestors. Mm-hmm. She played a role. In, in softening the level of accountability and reparations that the newly independent colonies would demand because she was sweet and she was so pretty and she was a standard. You can't attack no white woman like that. You can't. Now, if, now, now if it had been, you know, her father or her, her father's father, then folks might have wanted to mix it up a little bit more, but nobody wanted to be impolite. They used her and her image mm. to go around the world, even when these countries were breaking off from the British Empire. They used her image of, 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 of womanhood and frailty, all right? Yep. To yep. give, to change the image of Britain during that time. Uh, and, and so that's not by accident either. And I think we have to know what these, what these things mean and what they are. Now, obviously, there has been some ongoing coverage of January 6th and the other piece, and I think that's important. People are getting that. But nobody is going to be like us and draw a relationship between what the Oath Keepers were doing, white supremacy, and what the British monarchy has done since the beginning of time, white supremacy. Britain didn't colonize, well, other than these states. This was the only place here in America. uh, Well, let me put it this way. There were whites who were under the colonies here in America, but that's it. They came here to colonize a place that was inhabited by people of color. All these, Australia, Australia's even talking about taking the queen off the money and removing her as head of state, or now the king. Um, Australia is a black nation. All right? The people in Australia who are white are those who immigrated from Europe. It's an indigenous nation. Australia, India, uh, most of Africa, the Caribbean, the Caribbean. Jamaicans ain't playing. They are not. Uh, 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 I'm going to show this. So I, I know you want to get deep in this. I'm going to show y'all something real quick. Um, Meghan Markle. The reason Charles didn't have no problem with his son marrying a sister is because the, the majority of the 56 nations in the Commonwealth, if not all of them, are nations of color. So this is it. If Britain's going to stay relevant, they got to appeal and appease to these countries of color. So we got to have some diversity in the royal family. So what was, look it up, y'all. What was Megan's dress made out of? You think she picked that? The dress had designs of all 56 Commonwealth nations, national flowers. Now, Danielle, you're going to get married. Why you want flowers of all these other nations? That ain't got to do with you. But that was the politics of it. That's why when Charles went to Barbados, they became independent. They don't want to be associated with them. They win the Commonwealth. Yep. Charles went to Barbados for the handoff, like his mother used to do. So make sure everything's smooth. One kind of maintain relationship, you leave the Commonwealth. And basically handed over queenship from his mother, Charles did, from Elizabeth to Rihanna. They practically crowned Rihanna the queen. But what a lot of people don't know, uh, Char- Harry has always liked the sisters. 
I like, ain't nothing else to like but sisters. God bless the sisters. You know, woo, God, I mean, I can't fault nobody for that. <laughs> but he at one time was interested in Rihanna. They tried to pursue a, a, a dating type of situation and it didn't work out. But see, if that had happened in a, and she's representing a country like Barbados, that would have gone even further to shore up this commonwealth. They want to keep this together. And see, there's money. There's an exchange in resources. Jamaicans told me when they went and so they went down to the Caribbean, Harry, not Harry, uh, William and Kate got yep. protested. They had to cancel a lot of events, right? Yep. When they go to these countries, those nations have to pay for their visits, pay for the security. And they're not, they don't invite them. They weren't invited to come to Jamaica. They said, we're coming to Jamaica. Y'all got to pay for it. People are sick of that. Um, so when you look at that, what the Oath Keepers do and what they continue to do is perpetuate a, a modern day version of empire and supremacy. And that's what the Civil War was all about. And they want to bring it back. They want to redo it. We've got to stand against it. And if, if it took, we've been saying this till we've been blue in the face, but if it took the Dobbs decision to wake everybody up, if it takes what happened on January 6th to wake everybody up, if it takes uh, what many believe, even some of Donald Trump's friends believe, is, the, is his indictment around classified documents, uh, um, then that's what it takes and so be it. it is, what did Donald Trump say? It is what it is. You know, it's so interesting, Mark, because the, the the thing is that you that you make that you make plain with regard to the United Kingdom, with regard to Meghan Markle, it was a missed opportunity, right? Because when they had the opportunity to stand together as a family, to say we are we stand against racism in any in any of its forms. This is now a member of our family and our party. They didn't do that. Right? They they hung her out to dry, which is why she had to flee. Back I mean, when you were fleeing the UK to come back to America cuz America is less racist, like that to me was just jarring and eye-opening. Um yeah. but but the the the, the thing the, the the last question that I have for you here though is this, is that just as cable news hasn't been able to read the room and recognize that people are over the monarchy, right? The people, the billion plus people that watched Meghan and Harry get married, and I was, in, I was one of them. The world and society has changed so greatly in just a handful of years, right? We've seen an attempted coup. We have seen, you know, a... Uh, 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 Oath Keepers and Proud Boys and Three Percenters marching in our streets again. We have seen a rise in political violence. Um, and there are so many more people who I see on social media from the Commonwealth uh, places and, you know, from the United States that are just done. Do you think, though, that all the things that we have experienced and continue to experience at the hands of white supremacists that are now that is now synonymous with the Republican Party is enough to hold the line. Because that's all we're trying to do right now. We're just trying to hold the line. Do you think it's enough? I, I think so. Um, I, I think it's happening. I mean, of course, we'll know in a couple of months or in less than two months. 
but we really have um, nothing else to fight with. Um, I think, again, that the right is doing a lot of our work for us. Uh, I hope that we are prepared for all the little tricks that are planned for November. And let me tell you something. Uh, it, it's, it's significant for Nancy Pelosi to say what she said. She believes, she's announced, she's expecting pickups in the House. Um, that's a bold statement coming from someone like her. Now, here, here's our other problem, though. Y'all, this is, this is family business. This is what we got to deal with as voters, as a community of progressives. <laughs> um, if we say we're losing, our side tends to get discouraged and not vote. We don't step up sometimes. We, we get discouraged. If we say we're winning, our side says, oh, well, we're good. And I don't need to go vote. <laughs> So that's our own pathology. We got to work on. We really need some group therapy for all progressives and Democrats and liberals because, you know, we 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 do that no matter what. We've got to make this second nature. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a big deal, too, that Merrick Garland finally has the courage to step up and do something he didn't want to. No good Merrick Garland. Uh, so that says a lot. And, and, and again, I hope we, we don't need a lot of people. We just need those few, these, those independents, yep. those women, those white women, it's suburban college educated white women, especially those of you who voted for Donald Trump, those who have any regard, uh, for the rule of law was Donald Trump a spy. Look, if Danielle and I were in the white house, you know, we might've stole some artwork or some China, some stuff we can sell. You, what do you do with nuclear secrets? You, we can't say we don't know nobody we can sell those to. The only people who can do something with that and sell it are those who are in the business of espionage. Right. If I had some nuclear secrets, Danielle, Danielle, could I call you? Hey, Danielle, I got these nuclear secrets. You know who we can get them to. You would know who to call. We would know who to call. We don't know nobody who would know nobody who to call. But someone who's in that business knows Donald Trump has, has been a spy. And hopefully that point gets over. So you put January 6th together. And they're going to have more hearings yep. leading up to November. Yep. That is no. Look at the prosecutions. Uh, look at the subpoenas for those involved in January 6th. Look at the documents that Donald Trump stole, which he shouldn't have. Look at what is happening to, to women's bodily autonomy. Yes, it's about abortion rights. It's about privacy. But it is about bodily autonomy. Back to the queen. Her ancestors revoked the bodily agency and autonomy of women of color, indigenous women in this country. That's where it all got started. And when they brought us over here as, as enslaved people, they did the same thing. Uh, and not just to women, but also to men. Men were fondled and raped on the auction block. So this, this, has, this has a history. If it had stopped then, it wouldn't have gotten as far as it's gotten today. But this is the same white supremacist mentality that wants to keep that alive. And if we don't seize this opportunity, just like you said, they didn't seize the opportunity yep. to protect Meghan Markle. They didn't do a thing. If, even if the family didn't attack her, they were quiet while she was being attacked by the media. Yep. We cannot be quiet in the face of this reverse, this going back in time mm -hmm. to the subjugation mm -hmm. of women or any human beings when it comes to our freedoms, our rights, our bodies our votes, 
We can't afford to go back. We can't allow ourselves to go back. The fairy tale is over. The Little Mermaid is black now, y'all. Fairy tale's over. Reverend Mark Thompson, as always, we appreciate your candor, your insights, your analysis every time that you make space to join us on Woke AF. Appreciate you, dear friend. I appreciate you as well. Thank you, Danielle. God bless you. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. As always, perform an act of kindness on behalf of an elder or young person. Write a letter to a sister brother who just so happens to find her or himself incarcerated. Offer libations to the ancestors upon whose sturdy shoulders we all now stand. And above all, give thanks to the God of your understanding by whatever name you call her and him. All God asks of us is that we give each other love. Thanks for giving MIP love. And please remember to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain.